You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Bills fans, welcome to another episode of the Mafia Mavens podcast, a Buffalo Bills podcast from an all-female perspective. I'm your host, Danielle, and joining me for this game recap is my co-host, Robin. Hello. Hi, Robin. We are starting off 8-3 and three for the second consecutive season and the first time in consecutive seasons since 1995-1996, I believe. Yes. And there's a lot of dissension on Twitter right now. A lot of people feeling negative about this game. Um, who do we play? Why, why am I like blanking here? What, what team did we just play? Yeah. Well. Wait. I, I have to like rephrase that. What team did we play? Are you blanking too? Yes. Who did we just beat? Oh, San Diego. Or I mean, Los Angeles. That's why I blank it out. I can't deal with that team. The Chargers. Okay. So, yeah, we're, we're just done. We're fried. Okay. There's a lot of dissension on Twitter right now about how the Bills beat the Chargers today. Some people think it was a great win. Some people think a win is a win. It doesn't matter how they won. And then some people are like, well, there's a lot to clean up. And we're a little concerned heading down the stretch into the playoffs. What is your overall feeling about this win today by Buffalo? Probably a little bit of all of the above. Um, these are games that when you've watched the Bills long enough, we we used to in the past have a tendency to lose these types of games we would come out, have a lead, and then somehow end up losing the game. Well, today we came out, did everything we could think of to lose the game, and still won the game. And that makes you wonder, are you a good team when you win ugly? I think so, but we remember lots of ugly wins from the, from the Bills of the 90s, don't we? Yeah, I mean, every team has ugly wins. The Chiefs barely beat the Chargers, the Chiefs, if I recall correctly, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we say it all the time. Sean McDermott says it all the time. It's a week-to-week -week league. What I do want to reference is Matt Bovee's tweet. So to recap, in the fourth quarter, Devin Singletary fumbled. Josh Allen fumbled a handoff. Josh Allen threw an interception, <laughs> took six penalties, allowed another completion on a Hail Mary, and we won the game. So, yeah, that, that kind of speaks to how resilient the team is. And I think that Sean McDermott in his post-locker room, post-win game speech 
kind of said that, you know, that that's the kind of team they are, even though there was a lot of sloppy mistakes and it was kind of a slop fest on both sides of the ball. They still came out and they did what they had to do to win. They made their mark. Um, I was a little, I've been grumpy. I've had a lot going on this past week. So the one thing that just really frustrated me was I feel like we always come out in the first half and a lot of times we could be up by a bunch on a team going into halftime. And then the second half comes and you're like, it's kind of like letting the air out of a balloon because you're like, oh, oh, here it comes. You know, they start getting momentum, the other team, and they start scoring and they start making stops on defense against our offense. And then you're like, they're going to come back and they're going to beat us by like a point or three points or whatever. And it just, it's so frustrating because I just want to put a team away. And that's something that just really had me like really, really grouchy after the game, even though I know a win is a win, it's like, when are they going to put it all together? You know what I mean? Definitely. Um, you know, there are times when we see the offense rolling times we see the defense rolling special teams, you know, they've been playing pretty well, but to get all three phases of the game functioning, you know, at a high level at the same time, hasn't happened very often this season. And even though they're eight and three, I understand what what you're describing in terms of frustration because, yeah, they're eight and three, but they have a lot of warts, you know, with that eight and three. Yes. And somebody said it, too, on Twitter, like, we're eight and three, a Hail Mary miracle play away from being nine and two. And we still haven't played our best football yet. For me, it is kind of amazing that they are sitting there at the top of the AFC East in fourth place in the AFC overall. It seems like they they have a, a problem with their rhythm. If I understand what you're saying, um, I agree with you because there's times when this defense can be overly aggressive. And that's when you see those holes open up. You know, they don't have gap integrity. They don't keep gap integrity. And, you know, a running back will burst through for 20 or 30 yards. And that kind of inconsistency at the line of scrimmage is frustrating to see week after week after week. And it would be nice if they could if they could clean that up because last year that wasn't so much of a problem. I mean, we really kept people in much better check than we've been able to do consistently this year. Um, but I try not to be too picky, but I it does seem like they they can over pursue. But at the same time, you also have to, it's like you have to give a little to get a little, if that makes sense, because you can be overly aggressive, but at the same time, we're getting more sacks than we did in the earlier part of the year. So, you know, sometimes it's a matter of, you know, pick your poison. Yeah, absolutely. I want to talk about the refs, the referees in this game, Buffalo versus San Diego. I'm sorry, Buffalo versus Los Angeles, because they were awful. And there was a ton of times where they threw a flag and then they had to pick it back up. They didn't know what the hell they were doing. Then there was that ridiculous unsportsmanlike conduct call against Josh Allen. 
when he ran it in for the touchdown and then kind of spun the ball, I guess the defender with air quotes, I'm doing air quotes right now. Um, and the ref didn't like that. So he threw the 15 yard penalty on him. Like, man, you know, sometimes you have to let these players play the damn game. It's a physical game. It's a manly man's game. I was telling that to, you know, my husband earlier. I'm like, you can't, that just is like wussy to me. If you know what I mean? Like just, they let him score the touchdown and he's celebrating and so be it. It's not like he flipped them the bird. He flipped the ball. Big deal. I was just going to add to that, that, you know, there's a fine line between swag and, and taunting. And I didn't, when I, when he first did it, I didn't pick up a sense of him taunting. I think it was just, oh, wow. That, you know, it was just like, look what I did, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but at the same time, you know, that's, inter- you know, that's subject to interpretation. And, and Josh, he's passionate. You know, I expect emotional reactions out of him. So, you know, for me, I didn't have a problem with it. Other people, the Josh haters will jump all over it. Let them. You know, as far as I'm concerned, I'd, I'd rather have a quarterback that had that level of passion. Yeah, me too. I said the same thing. I I actually love that because, like I said to you before, he did it. And he kind of had that swag to him. And then the way he strutted off to the sidelines like a peacock, like just showing himself off, like his little butt was going and he was just like having a good old time with that. That cracked me up. That's what I want to see from my quarterback. That's how he is. That's mm-hmm. who he is as a person. He's mm-hmm. he's kind of cocky, but not in an obnoxious way, if that makes any sense. So he has that like swag, but it's it's a good swag. It's not overly, you know, confident or whatever you want to call it. Um, so I'm okay with that. I I would take that penalty all day, every day. I don't care. I love that. Um, then they had like there was a couple calls where I saw a few of our defensive players getting held, and the referees didn't call it. Um, there was that one questionable, I think it was Boza who went in. Well, he had like a million sacks on Josh Allen today. But one of the sacks, I feel like he got driven into the ground a little bit too hard and probably should have been called roughing the passer and wasn't. And had it been another quarterback, you know, playing favorites like the NFL likes to do, it, you know, would have been a penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was that awful, once again, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty on Zach Moss after he ripped I think it was like 32 or 33 yards running. Rip that off. And then when he's done, he kind of just like tossed the ball to the side. And the refs called an unsportsman like, you know, conduct penalty. And even the the announcers were like, I just don't see it. Like, I don't know what's going on. And that was just extremely frustrating because those are the kinds of things that will keep another team around as well. You know, it's not just mistakes that the Bills are making. It's mistakes that the refs are making. And this game really felt like it was the Bills against the Chargers and the refs. And it really, really just annoys me because had it been close or had we lost, I don't know, I'd be here really like moaning and, and whining and complaining about it right now. I get it. You know, I'm usually one that doesn't like to talk about the refs, period. But mm-hmm. I agree wholeheartedly. And especially... You know, yeah, with Josh's penalty, um, yeah, maybe, okay. It's a stretch in my Mm -hmm. view, but okay, I'll give it to the refs. But the one on Zach Moss was bewildering. 
I didn't see anything that warranted unsportsmanlike conduct. And again, I only saw it once. I'll go back and I'll look at it again on replay um, to see what I missed. But I, I was like, what? <laughs> that was a crazy penalty. Sure was. And there was a bunch of those during this game. It wasn't just those two. It wasn't, there was many more, you know, like I said, we're recording these podcasts, like almost after the game. So I, I didn't have a chance to go and look through all the other ridiculous penalties from today, but there were a bunch more. I, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think we had um, like nine penalties for 85 yards, something like that. And that's way too much. You know, again, you know, we've got to stop taking the stupid penalties. And the last point I want to make about the refs was, what did that one ref say when, was it like somebody walking in front of him or he was like, uh, I'm sorry, excuse me, or something like that? Is that what he said? Yeah. That really annoyed me. Like, <laughs> after all the things they had done today, like, I just, I, it, that really heated me up. I was really salty and I'm just... I got to find out who that ref was and I will never like him again now because it's not, that was just a really annoying thing that he did. <laughs> okay. Enough talk about the refs. I don't want to hear about them anymore. I know you don't. So the next question I have is, oh, actually there is one more thing that I want to say <laughs> about the refs. <laughs> I lied, guys. Sorry. I watched the Kansas City game against uh, the Buccaneers. I was watching that while I was wrapping some things up. And I watched Tyreek Hill, you know, catch the ball. He's running it. And the defender falls. And he keeps going towards the end zone. But then he kind of stops and turns his head and looks back at the defender like that was on the ground that he juked. And proceeds to do a backflip into the end zone. And I'm like, so wait a minute, he doesn't get called for taunting, and that's a clear taunting. You look to see if they were there and looking and watching, and you did that. But what Zach Moss did or what Josh, Josh Allen did, that was an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Like, be consistent. You've got to be consistent with these games. Like, you can hold the games in your hand and you're just going to do something ridiculous like that. That just really, really ticked me off. So that is the last point that I want to make, but I had to say that because that annoyed me. Okay. I'm done with my rant. Let's move on. What do you think was the best unit today on the field? You know, that's a tough one, but I guess I would have to say offense because they were able to get the job done when they had to score, they were able to score. Um, but you know, all, all three phases of the game had their moments. You know, defense was up and down. Um, but the one thing that stood out to me today, more so than I've seen consistently in the past is the running game. I, I was really happy to see Singletary, minus the fumble, of course, um, rip off a few long runs. And then just like you mentioned before, Zach Moss with his, whatever it was, 30-some yard run. Um, we haven't had very many of those this season. And so it's nice to see 
and I suspect part of it, and you know, you and I have talked about this before, and this just rears its ugly head week after week, but when you don't have a consistency in your offensive line from week to week, um, you see these the difficulty that we have in establishing the run game, and it really requires, I think, the same five guys working together. And even if we have the same five guys, they're moving them from position to position, it seems like. So the offensive line, um, and again, this is like right after the game. I haven't had a chance to look at the film, any of that sort of thing. I like to look at some plays that I write I write down and I look back at because I want to see what the offensive line was doing um, at the time of the play, cause I'm paying attention to too many things and, you know, I'm not like Eric Turner and people that can see everything that's going on at the same time. So to my, you know, to my naked eye, so to speak, I didn't think that our offensive line played very well today at all. Um, they didn't give Josh consistent protection and, you know, I think that he was rushed a little bit and this is a bit of an aside, but that play where Josh went down and I held my breath because if you saw the replay, it looked like his ankle just like rolled completely over and he got up and he was out for a play and he comes back in and not only was he not limping, he (laughs) ran for a touchdown, you know, he's running I don't know what to say. I think he must have rubber band ligaments because I fully expected him to be out of the game at that point. I think a lot of us did, even the teammates. I think Dion Dawkins said in his uh, presser afterwards something about, you know, we must have like an angel on the team or something like watching over us because that's like twice this season where it was a real big scare from Josh Allen and he really didn't miss much time at all, you know? Really and truly, I, I said to my husband, mm, you know, in about 30 years, he's going to remember that play um, because sometimes you, you, you'll you get hurt on a play and it's not that bad at the time. But then 30 years later, when you have arthritis everywhere, um, you'll remember that play again. Yeah. But I would bet that he's he went right to the locker room after the game and put his foot in ice because I can't imagine that he doesn't have, he isn't going to have a little bit of soreness or swelling in that, in that ankle. Cause it rolled. Yeah, it did. And he, he's just so tough. I think, I think Deion Dawkins also said like, thank goodness we have a really big quarterback because I can take <laughs> hits like that oh because otherwise, God. otherwise like my goodness, like he just, he'd be crushed. So that's one good thing there. Um, as far as the best unit, I, I want to say it was special teams with defense coming close, a close second, because Corey uh, Bajorquez, he had some really nice, big, booming punts today. Um, Andre Roberts, once again, is just amazing every single week. Every time he touches the ball, you don't know what's going to happen. Still mm-hmm. waiting for him to rip one off. You know what? Maybe he rips one off in the playoffs. Maybe that's when he does it and gets that touchdown on special teams. But in the Super Bowl. Oh, that would be amazing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he was fantastic again. We had great field position almost all day because of him. And then 
Tyler Bass. What did we talk about before on the podcast? We said give the rookie a chance. He's a kid. He's coming in on the big stage. He has a leg. He's going to do great things. And he has been absolutely nailing these field goals. And I'm getting almost to the point, almost to the point, where I'm like, all right, 55-yard you know, yard field goal. Yeah, Bass can do it. Because he had that one that was like 48 yards and it was like perfect down the middle. And it was, it would have went for longer. So special teams was very consistent. And their their return unit and their coverage unit too. When we were punting or kicking the ball away, we were just smacking them down there, you know, mm-hmm. and, and coming right up on them and really not letting um, uh, Los, Los Angeles. I still want to say San Diego, guys. Um, we, yeah, really not letting... Los Angeles get anywhere on special teams. So they were great. And defense, yeah. You know, they had some sacks. They had some turnovers. Tredavis White had a really nice interception, um, which was almost so fast that, like, you didn't know what happened at the moment. So that was a good one. But, um, yeah, overall, I, I think special teams was was the star of the game. And I think I even tweeted out at Buffalo Rumblings. I was like, oh, Corey Bajorquez, MVP or something like that. So because he was playing really well. So, he yeah, I guess well. that was my unit, I think, that played really well today. You know, the guy on offense, I just want to poke a a, a shout-out for Cole Beasley. Um, every week, he does things in every game that they're, you know, they're this play or that play, and they, they're difference makers. You know, he doesn't get a lot of touches. But everything he does it seems like it's important. It's a third down, you know, completion. It's, you know, he's, throw, you know, throws the ball into the end zone. That was a beautiful pass to Gabriel Davis. Good Lord. That was a spiral worthy of any quarterback in the NFL. And he complained about that. He said, he said, oh, I didn't, I didn't set my feet good enough on that pass. I'm like, that was a really nice quarterback type throw right there. What are you talking about, Cole? Really, and the other guy that that kind of redeemed himself somewhat, um, Dawson Knox. You know that first touchdown was was very nice, but Dawson's got some work to do. Um, you know he's had some he's had some rough games, and I'd like to see more out of him um, as we go down the stretch. Yeah, absolutely, we do have to see more from him. And Cole Beasley again, he has like the Midas touch almost in a way that like everything. He touches, turns to gold and mm-hmm. when it comes to the football. I mean, really, if you think about that. So Cole Beasley is probably one of my favorite players in the league in general because he's so humble. He just does what he has to do. Um, I like his rap music, and I don't care what anybody says. You don't at me because I'm not going to listen. And um, I just, I love him. He's just like this humble dude and that he's he's in his 30s and I'm in my 30s and like I couldn't imagine doing some of the things that he does in the way he just jukes people and like I don't it's just he does some silly things to people and I'm just like he just did that to a grown ass man who's a lot bigger than him so I love what he does um and another player on offense too this is someone that I have big hopes for in the future that I've really liked coming out is Gabriel Davis like you said that was a great catch and he's made quite a few of those yes um, he has this season he hasn't gotten as much playing time, you know, in recent weeks, I would say. But now with John Brown out, I think that that's someone to watch as a big contributor. Him and Cole Beasley, especially. 
So I'm excited for the future for that kid. Yes, absolutely. And I'm looking forward to, I think we should be seeing Isaiah Hodgkins back. Hodkins, I have to say his name right. Um, I think we should be getting him back in the next week or so. That would right. be terrific. Yeah, six foot four. You're we right. Deal with that. Yeah, then we'll have both of the, the rookie wide receivers there, and that would be nice. Yeah. I'm just excited for, you know, I'm looking at these players thinking, what will they be in the future, you know, in a year, two years from now or so. So, you know, I think there are some really nice young players that we're developing. Now, as far as our game ball this week, who do you want to give that to? Well, I think since I sung his praises so much, I'd give my game ball to Cole Beasley. And I think that he deserves consideration because of the difference maker that he is week after week after week. But there's, you know, there's a few worthy candidates for sure. Who you got? Oh, I thought AJ Klein had probably his best game of the season and he was all over and he was, he was actually pretty, you know what? He was a player today who I thought was fast and physical. While the defense as a whole wasn't, I thought he was. And there was a play like, I'm sorry, my cat keeps jumping up here, guys. So if you hear any funny noises, they have, they're just all over me right now for some reason. <laughs> um, but I, there was a play at the end of the game where he absolutely walloped the guy. And I don't even remember who it was. Like I said, it's just these, these games are like a breeze for me in my head. I have to be able to rewatch things because I don't have time when I'm tweeting and running all the social media accounts for rumblings to write stuff down. So it's kind of like I'm just going from my memory. But yeah, there was a play where he absolutely walloped somebody. It was an important play. And I just, I saw him all over today. So I want to say him and I, I also, Cole Beasley's a good one. But yeah, and probably Andre Roberts because field mm-hmm. position was a big deal today. And, and a big part of it was because of him. So I think my game ball has to maybe be split. Yeah. I mean, we could give them off. I mean, we could give it offense, defense, and special teams. The three of them, they all get the game ball. How does that sound? Yep. All right. Is there anything else that you want to talk about before we go? This was kind of a weird game and a weird week with Thanksgiving and whatnot, but anything else that you want to talk about? It was. The only thing I could say in in summary, tying it all up, is that it was sloppy. You know, it definitely wasn't pretty, um, but it was a win. And, and I guess that's the bottom line is you, you have to win the games like these, you have to win. I'd like to see more consistency, you know, throughout, throughout a game. We've yet to put one game like really all together um, in every phase of the game, but going into the playoffs, some of the stuff we have to, you know, it's got to get cleaned up before um, the playoffs start because you're not going to go deep in the playoffs, you know, having the kind of turnovers and sloppy play. And then the right. other thing, I, I think the other thing I'll say too, I wrote an article for Trainwreck this week about next level Josh. Well, I think that's going to have to go to the next game because he was not next level Josh. He was boneheaded Josh a few times today. And hopefully he's going to try to put that, you know, in better control as well. Although I don't think you're ever really going to squish it out of him. You know, the guy that throws that crazy ball as he's being sacked and creates some sort of disastrous situation for himself. There is a part of him that 
you're never going to be able to quash. Yeah, and I think part of that boneheadedness was because the offensive line was boneheaded for the most part today. I mean, he didn't have a lot of time to do anything, and he was trying to do what he does best, and that's buying time for his receivers to get open and scramble. And for whatever reason, that pocket just wasn't there today. So he couldn't yeah, really do true. what he had to do, you know? So, yeah, it was hero hero Josh cutting out. But <laughs> a bit of hero I, ball. I, yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm not going to say that he regressed. I just think that some of the players around him didn't play as well, and he was trying to just make something out of nothing, and he couldn't this time. This time it didn't work. So, you know, but the only other thing I do want to say, too, is that the one thing that, like I said, had me a little bit miserable with this game was that people are saying, yeah, you know, we have stuff to clean up, but a win is a win, blah, 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 blah. And I agree that a win is a win and they're hard to come by and you just got to do it how you got to do it. But to say that we have a lot of things to clean up this late into the season still concerns me. There's still something bothersome about that because it's not like it's game three. Yeah, we have things to clean up. Or if it's game six, yeah, we have things to clean up. No, you know, we've played 11 games now and it's the same things that we have to clean up and they haven't gotten cleaned up. And you're like, is it going to be cleaned up? I don't know. But if it's not, yeah, we're not going very far in the playoffs again. And my whole goal this year for the team that I would like to have seen happen was to win a playoff game. Now I'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable about that. I mean, we're a Hail Mary ridiculous play away from being nine and two. Sure. And we have gotten those wins, but can we do that in the playoffs? Can we have a sloppy game, you know, against a good team in the playoffs and still come out and beat them somehow? I don't know. I guess that's something that we'll have to wait and see. All right. Before we go, make sure to head on over to buffalorumblings.com and subscribe to the Buffalo Rumblings podcast channel. We have tons of different podcasts for all different tastes, and those podcasts are Believe, Blitzed Bills, Buffalo Rumblings Q&A, Breaking Buffalo Rumblings, Code of Conduct with Jay Spence, The Bruce Exclusive, The Buff Hub, Jamie D and Big Newt, Circling the Wagons, and our own Mafia Mavens. As always, Bills fans, thanks for listening, and let's go Buffalo 8-3. and three.